Good evening and welcome to Mary Queen of Peace Parish here at St. Mary of the Mount Church. It is the second Sunday of Ordinary Time. A special welcome to those visiting with us today. Please know you are always welcome here. Assisting us today, our lector is Henry Hegerly. Serving as your musician, my name is Thomas Conroy, and our presider is Father Daniel. By the Lord of sea and sky, I have heard my people cry, all who dwell in dark and sin, my hand will save. I who made the stars of night, I will make their darkness bright, who will bear my light to them? Whom shall I send? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. Without rehashing the horrific events of recent weeks, let us just now pause for a moment and pray for our country and pray for one another. Mary, Queen of Peace, save us all. Save us all who have so much trust in you. Save us from war. Save us from hatred. And save us from any type of oppression. Make us all learn to live in peace and to educate ourselves for peace and to do what is demanded by justice and respect the rights of every person so that peace may be firmly established. We ask this in the name of Jesus, the Prince of Peace, Lord, forever and ever. Amen. And as we all know, we have just transitioned to become a new parish, Mary, Queen of Peace. But our leadership of our parish family has recognized that it's not healthy for us just to transition into a new parish without taking the necessary time to reflect upon where we have come from who we have been, how we acted, the hurts we suffered. And for this, we are encouraged to enter into these weeks of transition, to acknowledge the hurts that may have been experienced and to open ourselves up to God's healing 
mercy, and compassion. So with that said, let us now pause for a moment and call to mind our hurts, especially those hurts related to the loss and the transition of our former parishes into our new parish. And for all these hurts, let us open ourselves up to God's healing. Jesus, free us from the hurt from the closing of many of our parish churches, causing us to move from one to another. Lord, have mercy. Jesus, free us from the hurt of the closing of our schools and the diminishment of Catholic education. Lord, have mercy. Jesus, free us from the hurt of not being welcomed or accepted within a parish community. Lord, have mercy. Jesus, free us from the hurt of our gifts and talents not being recognized and utilized in our parish. Lord, have mercy. Jesus, free us from the hurt of judging and the hurt of being judged without a sense of compassion. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Jesus, free us from the hurt when our pastoral needs were not met. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Jesus, free us from the hurt when diocesan or parish decisions are made without taking into account our needs or desires. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Jesus, free us from the hurt of the sexual abuse scandal. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Jesus, free us from the hurt, from all the hurt, and help us heal. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Gloria in excelsis Deo, et in terra pax hominibus, bone voluntatis. Laudamus te, benedicimus te, adoramus te. Glorificamus te, gratias agimus tibi, propter maniam gloriam tuam. Domine Deus Rex Celestis, Deus Pater Omnipotens, Domine Fili Unigenite, Jesu Christe, Domine Deus Agnus Dei, Filius Patris, Quitolis peccata mundi, Miserere nobis, Quitolis peccata mundi, Suscipe, De precationem nostram. 
Visedes ad dexteram patris, miserere nobis, quaniam tu solus sanctus, tu solus dominus, tu solus altissimus, Jesu Christe, cum sancto spiritu, in gloria Dei Patris. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who govern all things, both in heaven and on earth. Mercifully hear the pleading of your people and bestow your peace on our times. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please now be attentive to readings from sacred scripture. A reading from the first book of Samuel. Samuel was sleeping in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. The Lord God called to Samuel, who answered, Here I am. Samuel ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. I did not call you, Eli said. Go back to sleep. So he went back to sleep. Again, the Lord called Samuel, who rose and went to Eli. Here I am, he said, you called me. But Eli answered, I did not call you, my son, Go back to sleep. At that time, Samuel was not familiar with the Lord because the Lord had not revealed anything to him yet. The Lord called to Samuel again for the third time. Getting up and going to Eli, he said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the youth. So he said to Samuel, Go to sleep, and if you are called, reply, Speak, Lord for your servant is listening. When Samuel went to sleep in his place, the Lord came and revealed his presence, calling out as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel replied, speak for your servant is listening. Samuel grew up and the Lord was with him, not permitting any word of his to be without effect. The word of the Lord. Psalm 40. Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. I have waited, waited for the Lord, and he stooped toward me and heard me cry. And he put a new song into my mouth, a hymn to our God. Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. Sacrifice or offering you wished not, but ears open to obedience you gave me. Holocausts or sin offerings you sought not. And then, said I, behold, I come. Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. In the written scroll, 
It is prescribed for me to do your will. O oh my God is my delight, and your law is within my heart. Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. I announced your justice in the vast assembly. I did not restrain my lips as you, O Lord, know. Here am I, Lord, I come to do your will. A reading for the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, the body is not for immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body. God raised the Lord and will also raise you by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? But whoever is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Avoid immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the immoral person sins against his own body. Since you do not know that do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you have not of your own? For you have been purchased at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. We have found the Messiah, Jesus Christ, who brings us truth and grace. Alleluia, Alleluia. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. John was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what John said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? Jesus said to them, Come, and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. He first found his own brother, Simon, and told him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. 
the gospel of the Lord. First off, just a reflection from this past week. In my own personal prayer, my own personal reflection, it just came to me and I shared it with the daily mass participants. But it's just so nice to pray together, physically. It's just so nice. And it's because of the pandemic we are recognizing that we need this so much and we desire it so deeply and strongly. And that's a fascinating reality. It's a fascinating affirmation of that very long and historical anthropological assertion that in our humanity we need, in our, our humanity we need to worship. We need to go outside ourselves. We need to acknowledge the transcendent. It's deep within our human, our human anthropology of who we are. It's a fascinating reality. And this, this pandemic is just affirming that, that many of us, we have that urge to pray with one another. Isn't that a fascinating reality? It just, again, affirms that, that deepness within us, that our faith is not just between us personally and God, it's between us, God, and everyone. Worship is a communal activity. It's a fascinating thing, and it brings us together. God in our worship of God brings us together. So something to think about, something to reflect upon. And even if you can't join us physically, even joining us you know, through the internet, it's so, it's so affirming. It just affirms that we need God and we need one another. And that's such a good, good thing to think about, reflect upon, acknowledge and appreciate. And as we continue in our liturgical celebrations, we recognize that we have now returned to what is known as ordinary time. And we all know in our Catholic faith, ordinary time is not ordinary. <laughs> I'm using that word in two different ways in that one sentence. Ordinary time in our liturgical celebration means where we celebrate the fullness of the life and love of God Almighty Jesus Christ, wherein the particular seasons of Advent or Christmas or Lent or Easter, we celebrate particular mysteries of the life and love of Jesus Christ. At Christmas, we celebrate the particular mystery of his nativity. At Easter, we celebrate the particular mystery of his resurrection. But in ordinary time, we, we acknowledge and really celebrate the fullness of the life and love of God Almighty with hope in his resurrection and life eternal. And that's why we wear green, because life has that significance of, or green has that significance of new life and hope in new life. And in that reality, we come to the sacred scripture for us today and are reminded very clearly that God is calling all of us. More than calling us, he's active in our lives always. Even the simple, subtle, and sleepy times of life as revealed so beautifully in that first reading 
beautifully proclaimed from 1 Samuel chapter 3. Please take a look at it. You know the story. Eli is, 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 is the priest of the temple. And Samuel is a young boy, his steward, his apprentice of sorts. And young Samuel is sleeping. Again, sleeping. Something so simple. Something that we do every day, typically. Something so routine. And it's also, in our biblical usage, a metaphor for sometimes, not necessarily in this case, but it could be in a reflection, a metaphor for dazed and confused or laziness or lethargy in spirit. But God is calling us even in those times, even when we're not ready for him, even when we're not expecting him. God is active in our lives in the simple, subtle, and even sleepy times of life. And if we could just be more aware of the presence and activity in our, of, God, of God in our life, oh, that'd be a beautiful reality. But that's why, also revealed in the sacred scripture, we need other people to help us. Samuel, young Samuel, even though God was calling him, he couldn't understand. He needed the assistance of another, Eli, to help him. Again, affirming our role in each other's life of discipleship, that sometimes, even though God is speaking to us, we, myself included, ignore him, or just are too busy to recognize him, or just too, too, or unable to hear him with our ears and with our hearts, and we need other people to say, hey, God is here. God is with you. God is calling you. And sometimes that's a, that's a beautiful thing that we need to work together and help each other out. And this is also affirmed in the gospel passage you heard me proclaim from the gospel of John chapter 1. We hear such a beautiful story of the call of the first apostles. But what else do we see in this very profound passage of sacred scripture? What else do we see? What else do we see is that it's so very ordinary. What do we have? Some guys walking around, talking to each other, and then they say, hey, there goes someone more important than me. And then there's, those guys follow that guy. <laughs> and then they say, hey, where are you going? And the guy goes, well, I'm not gonna tell you, you're gonna have to come and see for yourself. So they do. And then they become friends. And when they become friends, they start mingling with each other's friends and bringing friends together. And as friends, they even, as we do, make up names for each other. <laughs> Jesus, when he became friends with Simon, named him Cephas, translated Peter. While this scene is so very profound, it's also so very ordinary. Just like our lives are so ordinary. But that's the beauty. God is in our ordinary lives. We just need to be more aware of him. So the next question you should be asking yourself, well, how do we become more aware 
of the presence and activity of God? How do we become more attentive to God's call in our life? Well, let's think it, think it through yourself. Just like Samuel, just like the apostles, they needed to make time. They needed to open up their hearts and their lives. They needed to make space for God. Think about it. If Samuel was busy doing things and distracted by so many other things, he probably wouldn't even have heard the voice of God calling him. And then the role of Eli would have been for naught. And the same thing for the, for, for the apostles. If they weren't, follow, they weren't with John, and if John didn't help them out and direct them to Jesus, they may not have followed Jesus. Isn't that a fascinating reality? It's so simple. It's so subtle. And it's easily missed. But that's where the beauty is. That God is in the simple. God is in the subtle. God is even in the sleepy times of life. And if we could just be more attentive to God, be more aware of Him by, yes, practicing some discipline, making time for God. Yes, if we have to actually carve out 15 minutes or a half an hour out of our day, that's a great start. But it would be better to carve out space in your heart, space in your life for God, and to be more open and receptive. And just as a point of clarity, this struck me during the responsorial psalm. In our culture, in our society, in this 21st century, I think there's a tendency that we do not like the word obedience. We typically don't like that word. And it struck me during, I know I prayed over this and read it, but it didn't hit me as hard as it did when we were actually praying it. It reads, ears open to obedience you gave me. And the way I hear it, and I, I trust some of us hear it that way, obedience is a harsh thing. It's a command, obey. But we have to know in our sacred scripture, words have deeper meaning. And the significance of obedience here is not necessarily that command and obey type of obedience, but it refers to the ability to listen. So instead of hearing that word harshly, maybe put into its place the word or the notion of listening. But ears open to listening you gave me. And that's what it's about. Obedience really means listening to God in the case of God. And if we truly listen to God and what he had to tell us, we would certainly do it, I trust. <laughs> and that's the beauty. If we could just be more attentive and listening to God, to take some space out of our world and our lives and give it to God, to be more open to him and his life and his love. And finally, what this reveals to us in John chapter 1, where Jesus says those beautiful words, come and you will see that when we ask God for something, he wants to give it to us, but he wants us to engage him. Quite often, myself included, like the apostles, they just wanted an answer. They wanted to say, hey, where, where are you staying? They just wanted an answer. 
They just wanted to sit back and listen to what he had to say. But Jesus is like, no, no. If you want to come to know where I'm staying, you got to come after me. You got to engage me. You got to follow after me. You got to see it for yourself. And that's what he wants from us. Quite often, when we ask God for something, we sit back as if we're a mackerel on a, on, on a rock in the moonlight and we just expect God to just give us everything. No. When we ask him for something, he wants to give it to us, but he wants us to engage him in this dynamic. Just as the dynamic in the liturgy is affirming, just as the dynamic in the covenant with our parish family is affirming, God wants the same dynamic, the engagement with him. He wants us to engage our human faculties of working towards him, following him, but also our human faculties of curiosity, of, 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 of investigation, of thought, of questioning. So my family, if you really want to be more attentive to God and you want to be able to see God in your life, make time for him. Read and pray to, about him. Pray to him. And if you want to see his face, go out and serve the poor. You will certainly see his face in the face of the poor and those on the margins, as Pope Francis says. That you will certainly experience God in your life. And if you don't see him after that, even in the simple, subtle, and sleepy times of life, if you don't see him there, after you do all of this, I hope you will be him there. Mary, Queen of Peace, unified us as we worship together in our newly named parish community. We pray. Lord, hear our prayer. That God will bring forth a greater appreciation of the gift of human life within our hearts and give us wisdom to those who in difficult situations, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For our nations and world, still struggling under the weight of COVID, that God's healing love will touch us, relieve our suffering, and restore us to health, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For the incoming presidential administration, that they may assume their office, God will guide them in leading the nation promoting values of freedom, justice, and human dignity, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For our country as we celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day, that justice, peace, and harmony may reign, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For all those unsung heroes of Prince of Peace and Mary the Mont parishes, in gratitude and blessing for all of the decades of ministry selflessness and grace by so many, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who have died in our parish community, especially Helen Pavlik and David L. Ryder, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Lord, Lord hear our prayer. Today we remember Angela Bishop and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our heart, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. Our prayer for unity. We raise our voices to the most blessed Virgin Mary, our mother, 
and to her most precious Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Grant us commitment and sincerity as we continue on the journey of unity. Please grant our parish family a resurgence of faith, a spirit of love, and a, and a hope of peace. May we be blessed with a vibrant, inclusive community, united in the spirit. In your name we pray. Amen. And at the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we together joyfully dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. With Let us offer each other a sign of peace. Those joining us virtually, we offer an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Pour on us, O Lord, the spirit of your mighty and tender love, and in your kindness make those you have nourished by this one heavenly bread, one in mind and in heart, through Christ our Lord. In today's bulletin, we are asking parishioners to share memories that they have of their former parishes. We also ask you to, to share a part of your faith at the same time. See today's bulletin for additional information. Beautiful, thank you very much, Henry. As we all know, we need, this, we need to engage this transition for our sake. We all know that if we do not attend to the hurts or the pains that a loss in our life causes us, it's gonna, it's, that hurt and pain is gonna come out elsewhere in other ways. And we need to recognize where we have been for many, many years in our lives. People have given their lives to their parishes. And the loss of a parish, even though it's a transition into a new parish, is still difficult. And we as human people, as human persons, we need to attend to that difficulty in a healthy way by acknowledging our past, where we have come from, how we used to live, lessons learned from our mistakes, celebrations and our successes acknowledged. Those things help us go into the future. Because if we don't learn lessons from our past, if we don't celebrate our successes from our past, how do we band together as one to go into a future healthy and strong? So my family, we encourage you to take advantage of what we provided in the bulletin, those, those, those memory charts. 
memories, for your good memories, even your sad memories, because getting it out helps us not only find healing, but learn so we can apply those lessons to the future. Amen? Amen. Because our family is moving ahead. We are now Mary, Queen of Peace Parish, and again, we are moving ahead, and we pray that God will bless us as a vibrant and inclusive parish united in the Spirit, in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let the church say amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks be to God. This podcast is the property of the Southside Mount Washington Parish community. All rights reserved. That's it for this week. Please forward this podcast to fellow parishioners or anyone whom you think would benefit from it. Stay safe and please know that we are always praying for you. Summoned by the God who made us rich in our diversity, gathered in the name of Jesus, richer still in unity. Let us bring the gifts that differ and in splendid varied ways sing a new church into being, one in faith and love and prayer.